Welcome to the Career Pivot Podcast. I'm Beck Sands and I help people pivot into careers or businesses that they love. This podcast is an interview series with people that have successfully pivoted their careers so that you can feel inspired to do the same. I believe that everyone deserves to do work that they love and to feel fulfilled, driven, and know that they are making a positive impact on the world. Now let's get into the episode. Today, I'm interviewing Jude Love, a graphic designer and web developer with a superpower for helping people sell their services through business, e-commerce, and personal brand websites. Jude began her career as a photo editor for media mastheads across Australia and the UK before pivoting her career to build her web development agency, Love Communications, supporting a diverse array of clients. Now, let's dive into the interview. Jude, thank you so much for being on. It is so wonderful to have you here today on the Career Pivot Podcast. Thanks so much, Beck. Thanks very much for having me. My pleasure. Uh, Tell us a little bit about uh, where you were at in your career before you pivoted and what the catalyst was that made you want to pivot. I was working in pretty much a dream job. I was um, photo editor for Good Weekend magazine. And um, what really crystallised the pivot for me, although looking back on it now, I understand that I was actually looking for where my next step might be. But what really crystallised it was that I was made redundant in one of the many rounds of redundancies at Fairfax. As, you know, five, ten years ago, print publishing was experiencing just massive ructions and extreme revenue loss and audience changes as the world was transitioning to news online. So Fairfax had a massive shedding of staff. Um, but I suppose um, while I really loved my job, what I, what I was saying was I, I felt as though I was sort of looking around for another pathway anyway because the job was immensely all-encompassing. And to be honest, that didn't really suit the way I am. I was the mother of two school-aged children. I like to do a lot of different things rather than having one all-encompassing job that was almost 24-7. It was before um, the efficiencies of a lot of what we know of the online world now were really in place. So I was having to put in late night phone calls and, you know, do late night negotiations, juggling sick kids. (laughs) Yeah. So I'd already started, I was doing a master's of design at UTS and I was taking sort of as many website courses within that as I could and that I realized that that was really starting to interest me the more I was using really terrible websites in my job I was thinking god I could do this so much better so um while the redundancy was a was a bit of a shock and it took me a while to settle down after that and I suppose overcome some grief which which came from shock and which came from really sort of someone else making up my mind for me. Um, but I think I I had a fairly soft landing with it because I could see a future that was different. Yeah, and almost like sometimes I think it can be a blessing in disguise when something like that happens. It's like 
you know, it kind of propels you into that new direction that maybe you um, weren't sort of thinking that you'd take just yet. Um, and it's almost like the universe yeah. kind of shifts for you. Yes. I remember, um, you know, just after I'd heard that um, I was being made redundant, I'd got home late. Um, I was out in the backyard trying to get in the washing. <laughs> it was already damp from the night air and I looked up into the house and there was my oldest son making dinner for my youngest son and I thought, oh, actually, it's going to allow me the space and the time to slow my life down for them and for me. So while it was quite devastating on men, on some levels, it was, it was really a gift in other ways. Yeah. It's funny that, um, you know, with myself as well, and a lot of my clients and speaking with you as well, it's interesting, um, that, you know, our identities become so intertwined with, the roles that we do. And particularly when we have big roles that are kind of all encompassing, like what you were talking about um, with your um, role um, as, was it photo editor? Yeah. At Good Weekend. Yeah. 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 And I can imagine like, that's a huge job, right? Like, and that would have become like so much part of your identity and like, you know, like you were saying, you're working in the night and it's like, we can almost start to um, become one with the role. And so it is like what you were saying, it is like a grief when you, um, when you let it go or when something happens that you, that you, um, you know, have to step out of it. And that can be like, like that can be an all encompassing feeling. How did you sort of get, get through that, that period or get, you, you know, move past that kind of um, that grief, if you like, of, of losing that old identity? I had a fairly steep learning curve. Um, so what I, what I did after I left um, Good Weekend, I, I kept doing um, freelance photo editing for some time and I was also dipping my toe into building out a business that um, my husband and I intended to transition to full-time and we'd called it Love Communications. And um, he was going to do video work, I was going to do graphic design and website. Um, and so I was I had one foot still in what I knew, which was doing freelance work, but I really wanted to explore owning a business. I didn't I didn't want to just replicate a job. I wanted to own a business. I being a business owner was part of what my intention was, so that I had control of what I was doing, what my income and managing a new life for myself that was beyond just being the person that someone calls when they need a when they need someone to come in at the last minute you know freelancing is is really great but it is sort of replicating your your job for another job but without the um without the holiday pay, without the sick pay and without the safety and security of a full-time job. So for me, it was important to transition into being a business owner where I was building inefficiencies. I was replicating my income and more. Um, My husband, we decided that he would stay in his full-time role rather than transitioning into our business. 
And that was another safety net for us. But to be honest, it was a really steep learning curve. I had that ambition in my mind that I would be a business owner and an agency owner and I would build Love Communications out as an agency. So I I used the redundancy payout to upskill. And upskill wasn't just learning how to be a website builder. Upskilling was learning how to be a business owner. And I joined lots and lots of online groups. And um, so I was able, what I knew that I would really miss when I left Good Weekend was the stimulation of other people and also the stimulation of everything that comes into that office or, or any office. There are conversations, there are cultural references that that you can miss out on just being a single entity in your home office. So I knew that I, A, I wanted to prioritise building my own brand, building my own business, and B, I still needed the stimulation of the external. Um, and that's why I joined. I've, I've joined a whole load of online groups of other um, web agency owners, uh, digital marketing um, professionals and um, lead generation builders. So there's lots, I'm involved with lots of international input of people who are going through the same thing as me and we share business development information. We help each other with strategy and planning We help each other with um, technical issues. We help each other with client issues. And that, I think, I think I needed to know that I would be okay without the input and the support of a larger entity, which is your employer, your office, your friendships and relationships that you build in a job that, you know, in a salaried position. So I, I think I really made it a priority to find those things and replicate it in this business that I was building. Yeah, there's so much there that um, that I resonated with as well. And that's really interesting to me, uh, including so, you know, that desire to be able to control your own income and have a business um, like and as opposed to just freelancing where you feel like you're replicating your job. I feel like um, that can be true. I think uh, the, the good thing about it, though, is it does provide the flexibility um, that you don't have in a full time job that you can then continue to build a business or whatever you want in addition to uh, potentially freelancing so that you can scale your income more than you could in employment. Yes. And freelancing works for so many people and freelancing, I mean, there's a lot involved in, as you know, in building a business. There's, I've got, I've got um, a team that I have to pay and, you know, all of those other things that are involved in building a business. So freelancing, I'm not saying that freelancing is not a great thing to do. Freelancing is, and I still, I still take on freelance jobs, but I just wanted, I knew that I wanted more and I, I really set about learning how to get that. 
and making it what my pivot was. Yes. Yes. And I think also like just on that freelance point, I think it can be an amazing stepping stone into something new. If you are wanting to pivot, Um, like if you, you know, let's say you wanted to completely change careers or you want to start a business, taking some time out and freelance consulting can be a really good break to do that as well. Or it can just be like a safety net so that you can continue to earn income while you create something else or find that clarity or whatever it might be if you want or need to step out of full-time employment. Oh, completely. And it provides you with testimonials. It provides you with proof of what you do. It provides you with an in, an improved network. And all of that information is really important when you go to present yourself as the business owner, if that's what you want to transition into. And you're trying to get people on board to be your clients social proof and testimonials and proof of what you do and what you can what what solutions you can provide are really important and all of that comes from the that lovely broad range of experience that you get in your salaried job in your freelancing in your networking totally so it's all really important Yeah. Yeah. And for me, um, it's provided like, you know, you were talking about the business skills, which I completely agree with. It is a huge learning curve and, and it's a whole new way of living and thinking. And, um, for me, it, you know, doing the freelance work was a way of, it was almost like a softly, softly approach into building a business so that I had that like safety net and also the almost like, um, continued, to have that identity. So I didn't completely cut it off. You know, it was like, it created a transition for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's what, that's what we want. I mean, (laughs) and also that's what our brains are making us do every day. They're making your, our brains are hardwired to stay in our comfort zone. And that's a really good thing because not everyone has a golden parachute. You know, you've you've got to we we all know that life is expensive and we've got to we've got to pay the rent, we've got to pay the mortgage, we've got to pay the car. You you have to do what you have to do and ex, and a career pivot can be so very rewarding and taking steps towards it is a really great way to get there. I could not agree more. I couldn't agree more. Um, when you started out in your business, um, firstly, how long ago was that? And then, and, and what were some of the biggest challenges you faced? Um, so it was about 10 years ago and I've been really full-time in love communications uh, for about eight years. Um, the the biggest challenges, well, I, I think it was um to be to be honest, I I had a lot of imposter syndrome. And I think as we all know, that's that's really a gender issue. And but it's also um I was still filtering what had happened in, you know, during the redundancy. And so um I was a little bit shaken generally, but um, I also was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm I'm not a geek. 
there's so much that I don't know about website building. When will I ever know it all? And um, it was also just as um, content management systems were starting. And so I was exploring the various content management systems. And that's the, um, the framework that we all know now, like WordPress and Squarespace and Wix. Um, those were just starting up. I was dipping my toe into it, quite a technical content management system called Drupal. And I was trying to go to regular meetups and learn how to use that. It was absolutely, there were really full-on gatekeepers in the Drupal community. And here I was turning up, you know, an older woman with kids, you know, asking, looking back on it now, you know, pretty rudimentary questions. And I just thought, oh, this is not my tribe. That sort of um, shook my confidence a bit as well. But then I found WordPress. And what what I can hear myself talking about here is resilience. That I think that I didn't know how resilient I was. I think the challenges that I've had, I've always managed to sort of think my way out of it and plan my way out of it and learn my way out of it. I no longer have imposter syndrome. I um, There's a lovely TED talk by a psychologist um, called Amy Cuddy. She's the woman who first spoke about power poses and she does this great talk about um, faking it till you become it. And I think that's that was my mantra without even knowing it. I just kept building websites. I kept you know, talking people into using me as their website developer and I just kept going and kept learning. And now this, I, I just know that there's nothing that I can't do. I've, I think I've only even just realised that I no longer have any imposter syndrome about anything. I mean, that's also part of the world that we live in. We can literally find out about anything, but it's also a measure of problem-solving for clients for so many years and also being part, as I referenced earlier, these really great networking groups where at any hour of the day I can put in a request to any of the groups that I'm in and pretty much, you know, five to ten really great solutions will come back to me online. So I think I've built I've built fortifications in my business that have helped me build out my resilience and my strength in my business, which is, that was a challenge, but I think I learned, I I forced myself to learn how to do that. Yeah. I think you've really hit the nail on the head there. Um, Because for me, that, that is it too, um, in terms of career or business success. The one thing is knowing that I can handle whatever comes my way. And I think once you have that, um, because we're never going to know everything, right? So we're always going to keep learning. There's always going to be a new trend to know. There's always going to be something new. And, but it's, it's not about knowing everything um, or being like the number one expert on everything. It's just about having that self-belief that no matter what comes up, I can, I can work through it and I can handle it and I can figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. And being the number one expert in you, 
that's really important because, as you were saying, you can't be number one expert in everything, but you can know people who who are number one. I know people who are fantastic SEO copywriters, wonderful social media hashtag experts, great Google ads experts, and that's also really an essential part of what I do. I know what I do, which is build beautiful websites for people to sell their service. I'm not your Google Ads person, but I can certainly put you in touch with someone who is. And I'm absolutely happy to perfect my lane and build my network out so that I'm sharing the love around. And when those Google Ads experts need someone whose client needs a a website expert, they come back to me. So there's give and take and and the energy and the love is moving around. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, So what are your top three recommendations, Jude, for people that are in a a career that they're not feeling aligned with anymore um, in terms of what they could start to do next to pivot? There's a lot of change around at the moment and there's a lot of writing around, you know, the great resignation boom and all of the change that's come out of COVID. And I think the first thing to do is to really interrogate that internal voice that's telling you something. Listen to it. I mean, you you can ignore it for as 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 long as you can, but for a lot of us, You know, in the work that I do, I speak to a lot of women who are transitioning away from really successful careers, really successful businesses. They've had, they've entered those careers and businesses often uh, because there were few, you know, options open for them at the time they were making those critical decisions out of school or there was, you know, duty involved. And you get to a point where you've had success, but that internal voice is still saying, what about this? What about this? Remember remember this. So I think make peace with it and listen to it and get to the nub of it and define what it is that you want to pivot into as clearly as you can. That refers back to what I was saying about being expert in my lane. You know, if you can be as clear and defined as you can about what you want to do, you're more able to make a good plan to get there. And even if that plan is circuitous, you've got that dot on the horizon to which you're sailing. Yes. Um, And I think, I think on that, I love your top three points there. It's like interrogate, then get clear and defined and then create a plan. And I think that um, the one thing that, you know, that we can all always know despite feeling like there's a lot of change happening is that nothing is permanent. Like if you pivot into something new and then you're not feeling aligned with that, then you can continue to pivot, you know, it's like. Absolutely explore. Yes, exactly. You can explore like. And this is where I think like the, the career pivot is a journey. It's not just like, you know, you step into something new and it's all good and that's it. Like, and I think that, you know, take the leap and that kind of language, um, it belies the fact that it is a journey because, you know, it's not just a straightforward 
often, you know, usually as like, okay, this is what I want to do next. And then that's it. And I'm going to do it. And I think sometimes yes. if we, yeah, like if we're not like that, we're like, oh my God, is there something wrong with me? Like, why don't I know what I want to do? And, but it's like, we've never had, we've never had as many options before either. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's like, you know, I, you know, I always say, you know, throughout all of my client sessions and like to my clients and throughout all of my content that, that I talk about, it's like, you know, it's a journey and it's, you know, the first thing you can do is just, you know, really get clear on how you want to feel every day and what it is that makes you feel like that. Like, do you want to feel creative? Do you want to feel, um, you know, do you want to feel expert? Do you want to feel fulfilled? Like you're helping other people, like what, and what are the things that actually support you to do that? And how, how can you draw them towards you? Even if you are still in a job that you're not feeling aligned with, start to draw those things that make you feel how you want to feel into your life. And if you can into your work, but if not into, into your life, and then you'll start to, um, you know, become used to that feeling again and draw more of it. And then you can, you can take further steps towards it. So it's like, it's a bit of a journey. And the other thing is you don't want to get to the point of burnout where, where you can't, you can't draw joy out of, out of things. Burnout is really sort of flattening and a motivating. And it's, you know, your life pretty much is reduced to task rather than experiencing the joy and that's that's where you don't want to get get to it's much more difficult to get out of that state it's so, so i easy. suppose yeah, yeah what i'm suggesting is interrogate it first before you sort of tip over into that burnout yeah because burnout happens when we're just pushing through regardless of how we feel right like yeah it's what can do yeah there's lots of and it is a it's a big problem it is. And I, I definitely have experienced burnout before. And I think, um, I think once you've been there, you know, you start to know your limitations and you know that like, I don't want to go back there <laughs> um, because you do have to make changes to get out of it. Um, and you do have to start listening to your own voice and, you know, listening to how you feel and taking appropriate action. Like I remember um, when I worked in PR agency years ago, Um, I really burnt out. I completely burnt out because I was working all the hours and, um, you know, I had so many different clients and and that kind of thing. And I just, I just hit a wall and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I had no boundaries. I was like, I literally would, would just do whatever it took to get the job done. And that's kind of what it did take. And you know, like I'm all for hard work, but it just became not worth it anymore. It was like the payoff is not worth what I'm putting in and, and, and like, well, what I'm getting out of it is not worth what I'm putting in. And I really felt like, um, yeah, I just hit a wall and I was like, I need, I need to do something else completely different. But in a way that's been a good experience for me because it taught me that I needed to have boundaries in, yes, in the work that absolutely. I was doing. Mm. Yes, I mean, your work will take as much as you give. <laughs> it's up to oh, us yeah. to, <laughs> to put in those boundaries. That's a really good point. Yeah, and now in my business, I like I feel like, you know, yes, it can be challenging. Like, and yes, you know, you do have to work hard at times, but it's like I know, though, 
you know, I know that I still need to have boundaries and how important that is because I want to avoid going to that burnout place again. Yeah. And so do your clients. Your clients shouldn't be working on the weekend and shouldn't be fighting. They should be having downtime as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Awesome. So what is one book that has made a massive impact for you in relation to your career or pursuing your passion or your business? Well, pretty much anything by Brene Brown. I mean, I cannot get enough of Brene Brown. Yes. But boringly, well, actually not boringly because it's written really well. My business Bible is Profit First by Mike McCallowitz. It's a really easy way of understanding where your money's going. <laughs> it's, it's, it was the most important part for me um, to be contributing to my family and to be contributing long-term to my family. So Profit First teaches you how to pay yourself um, make profit in your business, how to pay yourself, pay your taxes on time and have more than enough money to pay any bills that are coming your way. And it just is a really, it's pretty much the, <laughs> you know, the simple guide to getting money right. I love it. I'm, I'm going to check that out. I haven't heard of that one before. So oh, it's brilliant. You. Yeah. Thank you for the recommendation. I think finances, particularly when you're starting a business is, um, you know, very, very key to get right. I, from the get go, I was like, I need an accountant and I need a financial advisor. And I was like that I'm just going to prioritize that because that will support me when it comes to tax time and when it comes to paying quarterly bass and when it comes to sorting out my finances. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, I, I, I think there are, there are so many self-help and, you know, dream your way to change type of books. I, I think I've, I've sort of exhausted that phase, <laughs> that phase in my life I think I just I for me it's it's all how to how to do these things practically if you're if you're wanting to make change interrogate that change see if there's oh there's another really great book called will it fly and I can't remember the author of that but I could get that for you for the show notes um it's a it's a really simple read and it sort of helps you identify if you we all have great ideas and we think oh that's going to make a really great business and I'm going to make my millions and this book sort of teaches you how to look look at that really practically I mean will someone you know buy your bedazzled iPhone cases (laughs) will you really be able to make a business out of out of that so I think for me at the moment in my, you know, where I am now in my business, it's practical reads. Love it. I will definitely include those two um, in the show notes. I think that's, that's definitely um, a couple of good read reading recommendations for people, particularly if you're starting out in business. Um, Amazing. Jude, what are you currently working on and where can people go to find out more about you? Well, I've got two sites. Judelove.com.au is, um, 
is my personal brand site and Love Communications is where my client work lives and that's how I get my lovely small business and solopreneurs work. And what I've been really interrogating and it refers back to what we were talking about earlier is really becoming expert in your field. Um, I've got a team of people who take care of my client work and now I'm looking at really helping women who want to pivot in their career to build up personal brand sites so that they can really message and get clear on what they want to do in one central location. And that has been a really great journey for me. And I've had the great good fortune to talk to, you know, women who are internationally renowned architects and um CEOs of businesses and just friends in my network and really help them find and articulate and define what it is that they want to do, what gives them joy and what they want to stop. And all of those things, I mean, your stop list is one of the most important things when you're considering what to do. What don't you want to do is a really good place. If you're confused about what you do want to do, making a stop list can really prompt you about what you don't want to do anymore. And and I think um, joy is one of my absolute guiding <laughs> guiding words. I want to help people find their joy, and I've um, been working on helping people identify that, helping people understand what they could say on a website about themselves and helping people give themselves permission to interrogate and explore that. And so it's a website build and also copywriting and assistance for generating leads and finding your audience really online. That's great. That's such important work, I think. Um, And, you know, particularly if you've been in a career for a really long time, you don't necessarily know, yeah, how to create a website or how to create copy that sells and, you know, presents you in the best light. So yeah, amazing. It can be really, yeah, it can really be a stumbling block. I I could do that if, you know, and I think um, small, breaking things down into smaller steps is really important for us when we're, when we're thinking of, of pivoting. We, we were saying this before, it's, it's not, it's not a big leap. It's a small step and it's incremental forward motions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jude, thank you so much for coming on. I've absolutely loved our conversation. Thank you for the work that you do in the world um, and supporting other women and other small businesses and yeah, all of the incredible work that you do. Um, it has been oh, so Beck, wonderful. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank, thank you for the work that you do in talking to people and encouraging people and giving them the time and the the airspace and shining a light on them. And I think that you really reflect that things are possible. Things things are more than possible. Things you should be prioritising yourself. I think that's really what you are giving the world and I, I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you, Jude. That's so lovely to, to hear. Thank you so much for being on. It has been so wonderful speaking with you. You're very welcome. Thanks for your time, Beck.
so much for listening. And if you loved this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review. You'll find a link to this episode and all of the show notes at becksands.com forward slash podcast. While you're there, make sure you sign up for my free weekly email newsletter where I share loads of practical advice for making your career pivot. Remember, you deserve to do work in the world that you love. Until next time, have an awesome day.